After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Deuce. Do send more, do send more, do send more. They tell you what they know. Do send more, do send more, do send more. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome to the Do Some More podcast, recording this on a Tuesday night, flying in solo. My co-host Morgan Reagan bumped her head today, had to go to the hospital. She's all good, diagnosed with a concussion, so she's in concussion protocol. And in some ways, I wish I was in concussion protocol tonight, because here we are talking about back-to-back Kings losses that might be two of the most disappointing losses of the season. The Kings... Up four with 18 seconds to go in Milwaukee. Lose at the buzzer thanks to Dame Lillard. And then tonight in the Valley of the Sun, they were smacking around the Suns team. The defense was moving well. Kevin Herter was showing some nice things yet again. The Kings were just moving the right way. The ball was whipping around. Assists galore made shots. Just a complete performance. They were up 22 points with 8-10 to go. Chalk up a big W, right? Wrong. The Phoenix Suns went with a small lineup. They said, Eubanks, Nurkic, you're out. They went small, and the Kings felt like they got even smaller as they lose a 22-point lead. 119-117 in Phoenix. It's the biggest fourth-quarter comeback in the NBA since the bubble. In fact, teams were 0 and 1,244 when down 22-plus since August of 2020. We'll add one win to that total for the Phoenix Suns tonight as the Kings have an epic collapse, and all of a sudden, they're 22-18. and I'm Deuce Mason. Morgan Reagan, I'll probably call her at some point to check in with her as she is resting after the concussion, but we have to break this one down. Of course, each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Check out TrustNorthwest.com. This one stinks. This one's a really bad loss for the Sacramento Kings. This is the, the, the type of loss that just eats at you because I feel like the Sacramento Kings have played some of their best basketball in the last two games. They, they look more like themselves than I think really at any point this season, the last two games. And they're 0-2. And it's late game execution down the stretch. Tonight, you're up 22 with 8-10 to go. Teams make runs in the NBA. We saw the Suns do it earlier in the game when they cut it to 14, but the Kings responded. All of a sudden, it's back to 20. Cool. Close this one out. But what happened down the stretch just can't be accepted, especially when you want to be a team that is taken serious in the Western Conference. This West is too good. And now we're going through a stretch of games for the Sacramento Kings where you're going, hey, that loss to Charlotte was bad. That Portland game was bad. The Philly game, oh, man, what happened there? Oh, the Bucks collapse. And then tonight, that's not a good theme. Now, there's some good from the last couple of games for sure, but the end result is you've got to close these games out. I mean, tonight... The, the mistakes down the stretch 
What? So the Phoenix Suns decided to go small. They were going to mix it up. They were like, you know what? We got to junk up this game. We had Nurkic in there. Eubanks, nothing's working. The Kings are carving us up. They're getting good looks inside and out. We've got no answer for them. So they put KD at the five. Tell you what, man. KD played some great defense. And that Suns team was just, especially with that smaller lineup defensively, they were making the Kings look lost out there. The Kings had no idea how to handle it. They took bad shots, careless plays. Playing small allowed the Suns to move better, switch, and they were doubling Sabonis, active hands, and the Kings just played right into it. It was like four shots. I also thought the pace down the stretch was like, are you just looking at the clock? In that first half, all I'm noticing is the Kings' pace up and off makes. They were pushing. They were getting great looks, and that's why it looked so much like last year again. But then... We're talking about five and a half to go. The li- All right, the lead's kind of shrinking a little bit. It's down to 15. We're bringing the ball up slow. I mean, when Fox, they let, Fox was letting the ball roll, I'm like, this game's close. Like, just play. You, you cannot go away from what's working. You can't start thinking about the clock. You have to protect the lead. In today's NBA, teams can come back. We're seeing it a lot nowadays. But that. Up 22 with 8-10 to go? That's bad. That's really bad. And, you know, I thought Fox did not play well down the stretch. Malik Monk had three turnovers in the fourth quarter. The Suns in the fourth quarter outscored Sacramento. 35-21. to 21. 66% shooting. 7 of 11 from downtown. Durant had 15 points in the fourth quarter. Sacramento had eight turnovers in the quarter. Eight. For perspective, they had six going into the third. They were playing incredible basketball and totally went away from it. There's no excuse for a game like that. And it's it's really disappointing. That small lineup definitely messed up things. I even thought down the stretch, the, the way the Suns go small... I would have put Lyles back out there. Trey Lyles was doing a good job at trying to check KD, making life more challenging out there. I would have thrown him on there. And I, I felt like the, the Kings tried to play, tried to adjust to them. Like there was that one stretch where Brown takes Sabonis out. At the 439 mark, it's a 12-point game. All right, it's, it's close. But, you know, 439, you get a bucket, it's fine. He takes Sabonis out. And they go with Fox, Monk, Herter, Keegan, Harrison, Barnes. They try to match up with them. Instead of going, let's calm our shit down for a second and let's just run our stuff. We'll get a good look. Bad. Just bad. Final stretch of the game was Fox, Monk, Harrison, Keegan, Sabonis. I thought you could have made the case that Herter deserved to be out there. He was playing some really good basketball. and I I think Herter, the last uh, couple of games, he's getting this opportunity. It's not only like, oh, he looks more confident out there. He started this game just playing the passing lanes, getting a couple of steals, attacking the basket. I just liked his flow and how he was playing. He had some really strong moments out there. I mentioned Trey Laws. thought he had some strong moments out there. Uh, but down the stretch was Fox, Monk, Barnes, Keegan, Sabonis. And it just absolutely fell apart. And so now you're left... With the last two games, two games, you should have won. You should have won. There's no like, hey, man, it's tough. You you cannot walk away with no wins the last two games. You know, I mean, even we talk about, I see what the chat's uh, popping off to. Appreciate you guys for hanging out with us. Sasha had some fantastic moments in this game tonight, too. And I just want to double check my notes. So Sasha played the start of the fourth quarter. And, and look, this game started to switch a little bit, right? When it, they made a run in the third, but the Kings answered, right? Uh, but Sasha started the fourth quarter. He ended up coming out at the 7-10 mark and did not come back in the game. Same with uh, uh, 
uh, Lyles at that point. Those guys did not end up coming back in the game. And I thought both those guys had some very strong moments on both ends, you know? Sasha tonight tied his career high with 14. And he did it in 17 minutes, 6 of 9, active defensively. But tonight falls on some weird decision-making down the stretch, both with lineups, and then you expect more from Fox and Monk. Those guys have to bring you home. And, and I, I think that's, that's where the disappointment really lies tonight is some of the mistakes that are made down the stretch. Those are mistakes you expect from like a young team that hasn't been there before, who hasn't played some close games. Guys, this team's been in the playoffs. Like they, they, they don't have a whole bunch of guys that have been in the league two years. We're talking about guys who've been around. Like you settle it down and run your stuff. The Kings just needed a bucket. Just a bucket. And they just could not get anything easy in the game. Just really, really bad. Should I call Morgan before we get to some calls? I'm going to just check in with Morgan. She probably didn't even watch the whole game. Dude. Are you serious? Are you sleeping? Dude, dude. Oh, stop. That- Stop. Is that you? Okay, that's not funny when you had a concussion. Okay, number one, number one, uh, real, you must be feeling fine. You're good? Yeah, I'm good. Can I move on from, like, your concussion thing and just talk about the game or no? Yeah, but can I just say that the fourth quarter gave me a concussion all over again? Mm, did you see some <laughs> of the game? Did you watch any of it? So I, So I stayed up. Or I stayed up uh, just because obviously concussion screen time, you got to be smart with it, whatever. Um, so the first half I was watching and then the uh, third, it was, oh, and then halftime I was like, you know what, I'm going to close my eyes. Like, I'm good. Like, this is a good game. I'm going to close my eyes. And I started waking up in the fourth with like only a couple minutes to go. And the, 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 who were they playing? The Suns were, going on their little run and i'm like yeah this doesn't feel right it doesn't feel right and so then i saw the epic collapse and it was just that was heartbreaking heart especially because of what i watched in the first half and not much of the third but in the first half watching just the good execution like i was listening to you on the podcast just now and just how you were talking about even kevin herter getting deflections getting steals like everyone just looked together it was so good and the suns closed on a 32 to 8 run by the way 32 to 8 yeah no i saw i i saw i mean i saw the final number of that in the post game show and i was just like that that alone that execution there at the end that that's what i get it's hard when you are when you're up by a lot and you're you're playing a team with players that have been there before. You know, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. Um, you can even go down on Eric Gordon, Bradley Beal, whatever. But it the way that the Kings were playing throughout the throughout literally almost the entire game, it was like shocking to me what they were doing there at the end. And I felt like it was again. It felt like it was, like you were mentioning, the small lineup Mike Brown was going. It was this weird, like, I have fear, ah, let's match their small lineup kind of vibe instead of just playing our game. Yeah, and they and, and they I, went with that lineup. So they, they put that small lineup in at the 439 mark. It, was, okay. it wasn't out there long, but again, momentum, right? Like, they, yeah. they end up going back with Sabonis at the 352 mark, but... I just didn't understand it. I'm like, when this game's tight, I'm so I'm I'm leaving Sabonis in there. You can tell me they're trying to pick on him defensively. I don't care. Here's what I know: they need to match up with him on the other end. We got to find a way to get him the rock and allow him to execute with some quick decisions. And I felt like they went away from that. They panicked. They took some bad shots. I mean, Fox had that three point attempt that got blocked. Where I was like, what? What was the thought process on that? You know? I don't know. I don't know. That was there was there's there was a lot of um there was like 
scared hesitation moments from this King Squad that I'm just not used to, especially not used to seeing from De'Aaron Fox, you know, Mr. Clutch, um, who has the utmost confidence at the end of the game. So it was great, too, because the way that he came into this game, I was like, all right, he's shaking off whatever he did at yeah. the end of that game with that defensive play against yes. the game. You know, like, and here's the thing, even if you don't, even if you want to blame a little bit of that on the bonus and dropping back and all these things, De'Aaron's a leader. De'Aaron's going to take that in either way. He's going to be the one that's going to be like, that's my bad. Like, that's just, that's who he's grown and so, matured to become. Morgan, and, and then that that's what? why this hurts so much, right? Is because there were, it, it, it overshadows all the good that happened in this game. Fox had 33 points. He was hitting big three, six of 10 from downtown, 12 of 24 overall. 33. I mean, that was a great night for him. Sabonis had another triple-double, his eighth in 14 games, 21 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. I mean, you played well enough to win this game, and all you had to do is deep breath. Let's figure it out. You know, also, like, I don't know, and this is where I'm like, am I getting too nitpicky here? There's stretches throughout the run where I'm like, they may need a timeout to be told, like, hey, settle it down. I think he was letting them play through it. But I'm like, I, I don't think this team right now can figure that out on their own. They need some to be pulled aside and be like, guys, <laughs> relax, run our yeah. stuff, and we will win this game. But instead, it just felt like it, it, the lead kept – I just – I am stunned that it went away that fast. And it, it, it felt like they completely shrunk. Yeah, no, I think I think when I saw at one point when they got it within like 15, 12 or 15 and Mike Brown had called the timeout, I was like, okay, okay, like let's see how they respond on this. And there wasn't response. It was like a turnover by the Kings and then, and then Kevin Durant was hitting something on the other side, whether it was a layup or a three or whatever it was, um, or Grayson Allen. And I was just like, I was like, this is the, the, the momentum – has completely shifted and the Kings did not know how to get it back. And when I say they didn't know how to get it back, you know, sometimes you go, okay, can someone get that back with, with the plays that they make on the floor, whether it's a defensive play, a hustle play, a made shot, seeing the ball go through the basket, whatever. And it was like, that wasn't happening. And when that can't happen or when that isn't happening, you've got to make sure that you can, gain back your confidence with your communication with one another. And I think that goes to like Mike Brown and the coaching staff being able to be like, how can we have like something that, that lights a fire under their ass during these desperate times without giving them the mentality that we're desperate. So play a little bit more desperate because they're, you know, they're bringing the score back. They got to, they got to find a way to keep that same mentality of how they started the game. Almost like, like, Hey, it's fourth quarter. It's zero, zero. Now go effing play. Yeah. Just literally play. Like I I don't know why you go away from, I don't know if it's something that's a strategic thing or just the players doing this on their own. It was like, all right, Suns just scored. All right, we'll inbound. Let's just dribble a little bit here. I'm like, you had this team on their heels. The Suns were making defensive mistakes. You got to play fast. I mean, God, play, your, play your game. And then I, I'm looking at the fourth quarter numbers. Yeah. You had Monk was one of six. Fox was three of eight. Herter only played 318 in there. He didn't even get a shot attempt. Sabonis got two shot attempts. And think about that. That was with Kevin Durant defending him. They did a good job on that. But, like, I would have looked to go there a little more. Keegan Murray got one shot attempt. Keegan Murray has got to get more looks. He is one of your best guys now. And I felt like it was a Monk-Fox takeover, and they felt like, hey, we got this under wraps. I'm just going to hit a big shot here, and we'll close it out. Instead of just doing what got you the lead, which was flying everywhere defensively and executing your offense to perfection. I mean, they had 20, I think they had, what, 25 assists at the half, if I'm not mistaken. I go back and look at my numbers. They, at the half, Morgan, sorry, they they had 23 assists on 28 makes with, with just three turnovers. 23. They finished with 34 assists in the second half at total. Dude. So, I mean, that's, hold on, let me double check that actually. That, hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This is where I miss, double. I miss you. actually miss you sometimes. Uh, they had 23 oh, assists and then they had 11, the rest of the game. Yeah. 11, the rest of the game for 34 assists. 
I mean, that, that, okay. that, that's a night they should have had like 40 assists if they just played their style. And that's it. That's deuce right there. Because, and I don't know if that's a coaching thing or if that's like a leadership thing with, with De'Aaron and, and uh, Malik where they got to figure it out or if the coaches have to figure it out because they have free range to like take over, do what they need to do, play free, which I love. I think that is a great coaching style. But I think in times like this, there's more strategy that is needed. And the strategy that is needed is being able to tell your lead players like, hey guys, go back to what was working. And what was working, let's put let's put Keegan in the two man game with Domas. Let's put Domas at the post you know, like blah blah blah, whatever. Run this action. Do this. Start with this. It's it needs to go back to their basics of what got them there. And and I think sometimes when when De'Aaron and Malik Monk have that type of freedom and they want to take over, it's not even necessarily necessarily hero ball because here's the thing they've proven they can do it before but i think in times like this when it's a when it's a complete breakdown um all the way in the last half of the fourth quarter like you have to have leadership from the above and i'm talking like coaches being like no no back to what we know yes back to play your game and then Mm -hmm. you know i i I would have loved to see Herter out there at the end too uh, more because he he was playing good enough out there. And when he's playing that in a gauge, I mean, we know Harrison has shortcomings and look, Harrison had a a good first half. I thought he came out playing some good basketball too, but um, I just, I needed to see more of guys that I thought were playing really well out there, which was Herter. I mean, I mentioned Lyles earlier. Sasha had some awesome moments tonight. And we didn't, we didn't see a lot of those guys down the stretch. No, and but. that's see, and that's another thing though. That doesn't. That's not on. You know, that's Mike trying to run with what he what he liked, what he saw. But you're exactly right. Like even with Sasha in there, Sasha had those really good moments, and Sasha was like Sasha had NBA minutes to feel a rhythm, to feel a flow, and it was leave him in there long. And I didn't. Again, I didn't see. Um, the third, because I was sleeping, <laughs> trying to make my head feel better. And, uh, and, but what I was seeing from him in, in the first, and not only was he starting to make his shot and find that rhythm, but like being in the right place at the right time, down low from the dunker spot, moving on in without the basketball and like Malik Monk finding him. I'm just like, these things and these pieces were working. And sometimes you just got to trust. And, Again, easier said than done from the outside, but that trust has got to grow faster, especially when you're dropping two games like this. Well, Morgan, here's the good news. I feel like just talking to you right now, you sound a lot better. I feel like you might be passing concussion protocol. Like you could be, you could be, if this was an injury report, you'd be listed as questionable for tomorrow's Stockton Kings game. Questionable. Oh my God. So, no, you know, okay, uh, the doctors will take a look tomorrow and, and kind of go from there. But seriously, you do sound a lot better. I'm glad you're feeling thanks. better. So. No, thanks. And really quick, too, because I was talking to someone else who got a concussion like a couple weeks ago and they were dizzy for five to six days. Like for me, I didn't feel any dizziness. It's just, it feels like just like a little headache now where before <sighs> it was like a yike. So, I, hey, Hey doc, I'm good. I'm ready to go in coach, you know, just, um, I'll pass the concussion protocol tomorrow, hopefully. And, uh, we can put me in the game so I can call some G league basketball. All right. Get, get, uh, get some rust. All right. Hey, you're doing really good without me. Keep it up. Cause I really like listening no, right now yeah. since it's hard for me to watch. Anything. We, we miss you. We're going to take some calls too. get better. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Right. There's Morgan Reagan. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys in the chat. I saw a couple of people mentioning, the defense down the stretch, and then someone was even mentioning, um, let's hear something battle rap says, so many wide open threes, Allen was six of seven, so let's keep leaving him open, great defense. You know, at the start of the game, I didn't really have too much of a problem with it. I thought they were so focused on slowing down the big three, and Allen was knocking down some shots, and if Grayson Allen's going to beat you, okay, I mean, you definitely have to adjust. You got to close out better. But I was like, you know, they're doing su- such a good job on the other guys, and I, you know, I don't think Grayson Allen dr- is going to beat you tonight. However, down the stretch, I mean, some of the stuff they got in transition, Durant had that incredible attack dunk. They hit some big threes. Durant hit some big threes. The Kings were just on their heels as soon as their offense went to crap and they stopped playing their game. And that's the lesson tonight is like, 
look, you could play 42 minutes of great basketball, or you could go back to Milwaukee game where you had really good stretches of basketball, but if you don't execute down the stretch, this is what's going to happen. And you, you, you can't have games like this. These are the games that cost you at the end of the season when you look back at it. And the Suns team has been starting to play some better basketball. They had won 7 of 10, but they weren't playing perfect either. And you saw that tonight. You saw their shortcomings. Again, you're up 22 with 8-10 to go. You, you have to execute your stuff. And I thought the Kings got too cute, way too cute down the stretch. And then some of the Lions were just like... I don't go. I don't know why you're going small to match up with them. I want Sabonis in there. He is the offensive engine. And it was like I think there was too much of, oh hey, Monker Fox is going to hit a dagger here. Let's get a dagger. No man, I don't care who gets the shot. Just score. Just score. Appreciate you guys for being here. If you have not done it yet, hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. Of course, each and every one of our podcasts presented by friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Check out northwestexteriors.com. If you're looking for windows, it's a no-brainer. They are local. They're in Sacramento. They've been here for a long time. They're Kings fans, and they're probably hurting tonight. But new windows make the world a difference with a house. One, your home value is going up. Your house is going to look better. You're going to save money on your energy bill. So go to their showroom at Rancho Cordova. Trust us. We don't endorse people we don't vibe with. We really believe in them. They did amazing work on a little podcast studio. They will do amazing work for you. Check out northwestexteriors.com. Trust Northwest because simply the best. Trust Northwest. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bill so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together there's all these different papers there's all these different forms what do you do you listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast yeah because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business how about for some time off after an nba season even that sounds amazing so you know what you need to do listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast on your favorite podcast app future you will thank you after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. We got people wanting to talk to uh, Jessica De La Cruz donates two bucks saying I prefer prefer Jordy uh, Fernandez over Mike Brown. All right. That's a little bit of a hot take. Let's settle down for a second. Uh, let's kick things off tonight. Oh, here's a good one. Our buddy Pranil, who's now got to be 17 years old. Pranil, are you there? Yeah, what's how you doing, dudes? Pernil, I'm hurting tonight, man. Um, you know me, I try to keep it even keel. It's a long season. We're almost to the halfway point of the season, but these last two games have tested me in a way that I haven't been tested in a while. Like tonight, tonight's really disappointing. Yeah, um, I thought the Bucks game was horrible. I mean, um and, and I, I didn't think it would get it would get any worse, and then it got pretty worse here with the with the Suns absolutely storming back. Um, I have a lot of thoughts, for one. I said originally that I wouldn't come on, talk more basketball, but 
I have a lot of thoughts that I do want to share. So let's do it, man. It's about tonight's game. Is that where we're starting? Absolutely. Um, first things first. Down the stretch. Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear what you say about down the stretch of this game because I, I cannot believe how out of sorts they looked offensively. Yeah, um, I, I, I absolutely, uh, what you uh, you were talking with Morgan on, the freedom of what we play, um, that should absolutely be a thing when we're rolling. Currently, we're not rolling. I think that we should have gone to more structure. We should have gone to some DHO, accent, uh, DHO actions, uh, start with the high post, uh, run our splits, you know, do the things that were working early in the game. And we just got away from that. And that's what ended up losing the game is the offensive lack of execution. And second thing is not playing Kevin Herter because Kevin Herter was the reason why that big three struggled heavily in the early in the early in this game, right? His activity on the point of attack was so refreshing, especially since he showed to do this earlier in the season and throughout the season, right? He was scrambling in on rotations. He was getting up in the ball. His closeouts were fantastic. He was getting in passing lanes. He was doing every single thing that we know is capable of doing. And he just didn't, didn't get minutes. And you go Fox and Monk late in the game. Fox and Monk both are spending a lot of time on offense, especially since you're practicing offensive freedom. You're letting them cook with the ball, with the ball in their hands. That leads to less point of attack defense late in the game, meaning you see a lot of driving, a lot of kick. You see a lot of fast court offense because, um, I'm sorry, fast break offense because they're not getting back in time since they're doing so much on the offensive side of the ball. And that just creates this ripple effect, which is why you needed Kevin Herter. Um, Harrison Barnes doesn't really do a lot of the things that Kevin Herter can do, especially on the defensive end, especially tonight, which Kevin Herter did a fantastic job so, playing off-ball defense, playing on-ball everything. And, and that's, uh, Pernil, this is what I love, is that we're talking about Kevin Herter right now, about what he was doing defensively. And he did it last game too. He had three deflections against Milwaukee. He's showing it tonight, especially early in this game, setting the tone, I felt like, where the Kings were able to get off to a quick start. It was refreshing to see that. And then if you go by the numbers, whether you like what Kevin Herter's done this year or not, which he has been disappointing, right, in large part all season long, the Kings are a better offensive team when he's out there. Because he does present so many issues as a dribble handoff threat. Even against Milwaukee, if they're blowing up the dribble handoff, he did a nice job cutting to the basket when they try to top lock him and take away that dribble handoff. He's making good decisions out there. One of the first plays tonight offensively, he took it to the rack. I think, especially when his confidence looks like it's up, I want that guy on the floor. Yeah, absolutely. And like especially late in the stretch when they went small ball, right? The big reason why you don't play Kevin Herter with Malik Monk and Darren Fox is a lack of size. They were running a lineup with Booker, Beal, Grayson Allen. In that situation, Herter doesn't lose any size. He's the tallest out of those three players. And you don't play him over Harrison Barnes, who is getting beaten off the dribble against the Booker, the Beal, and the Grayson Allen. Not, maybe not the Grayson Allen, but Kevin Durant, right? And... You could have ran a small ball. Uh, you could have matched that lineup and put Keegan on maybe Kevin Durant. Obviously, Keegan does lose a little bit of size, and Keegan was on Booker for most of the game. But you can make those adjustments because of how lengthy Keegan Murray is. And sacrificing what Kevin Herter was doing for the length of Harrison Barnes and the steadiness of Harrison Barnes late in the game was something that shouldn't have been done. If not Kevin Herter, you could have gone Sasha Mazenkov, who, by the way, was absolutely hey. fantastic tonight. He was incredible. I mean, the cutting, the shooting, the activity on defense. He was he was just all over the place in a great way. And or, or even Trey. I, I, you, I mean, you could have gone Trey too. Yeah, exactly. Trey, I mean, Trey, um, Trey Laos, who was great on Durant. For he a did stretch amazing in the on Kevin Durant in that third quarter for some tough shots. Yeah, and we. We, there, there were just so many other options instead of Harrison Barnes, which is the first place where I think Mike Brown messed up. The second place was not calling a timeout at the three or the two-minute mark, yeah. right? You needed to take that stop. You needed to let them settle. You needed to let that offense take a little breath and get back to the things that are working because if you did, by, by letting them keep going, this is what let that run to keep, you know, keep on going, um, um, keep rolling down the hill, for lack of a better phrase, yeah. right? And... 
I think that not only would that timeout be good to let our guys settle, it would stop the momentum for the Suns and the crowd, right? This is a this is not a hometown. This is not a home game. This is an away game. And that crowd was getting really, really loud, and that also messes with the offensive flow, right? You're playing away from Sacramento. So there's so many other so many things that Mike Brown, I think, missed on late in the game that we really should have done. The offensive freedom was a miss. The rotations were a miss. And not using your timeouts properly was a miss, right? Yeah. You you have a chance against the short handed Indiana team, which we really need to pick up, which I will be in attendance for. Let's go. Um but I mean, there there are just problems with this team that I think we need we, we need to fix soon, whether it be by making a change in the starting lineup, making some trade or some internal stuff, whether it be rotations or something. Cause the way things are going right now, this team will get blown out four zero swept in, in the playoffs if they make it. Well, and that's the thing that kills you about the last couple of games because I feel like from a rotation standpoint, I'm like, I like the fact that they're they're sticking to something the last couple of games, right? And I, I feel like that's been one of my big criticisms. It's like, God, just in and out of the lineup for all these guys, right? Oh, yeah. And, like, and Kevin Herter getting stability in these last two games has been great for him, I'm sure. And they're so now, you know, back-to-back games where they're playing nine. I'm like, that. I'm fine with that. And they're playing the same nine. It's about down the stretch. And, you know, you, you talk about those things with some of the decision-making for timeouts or lineups. But the other thing I go back to is on the court, too. And this is where it's like, hey, Malik Monk, Mike's trusting you, right? You, you got to execute. De'Aaron, you're, you're, you're supposed to be one of the best guys in the league. Like, you you have to go out there and settle guys down. You're not, it's, it's not year three, for these guys like this is a a team that's been around right like this these are players who have been in games they have to be able to execute down the stretch and that's where you go vocal leadership are guys talking enough on the court going guys we got this huddle up together and let's talk this we're we got to go out here and run our stuff instead it, it just felt like they were going for the dagger and it happens sometimes too when they're trying to get back in the games we've seen this year where they try for the home run don't go for the home run just go get a bucket. Yeah, I think a big issue with the 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 little, uh, especially in the rut, the rut that De'Aaron's been in is De'Aaron's been settling a little bit too much for my liking. It could be injury. It could just be him feeling the pressure, like like the the speed and how fast he was playing and how much he was doing early in the season. But he's settling a lot, and for how how quick De'Aaron is for what he can do in the mid range, for what he can do down in the po- um by by getting to the rack, he should have done that late in the game and. That settled on the um, baseline, or it was on the wing against Durant, where Durant blocked the shit out of him. Yeah, that was a big miss. Um, he settled on another three during that same little stretch. That was a miss. He needs to get to the rack. When you get to the rack and you kick the ball outside, that's when this offense does its most, right? Same with Malik. Malik had some dumb takes inside, but I thought that was a better process than what Fox was doing, which is settling with that three. I know the three's been falling, but when this offense is in a rut, you can't rely on the three to get you out of it and that's been but a major issue with the king's offense that's throughout true the season. that's true but it's also the way they're getting it, it's not just about threes right it's about how you get the threes and you're right getting some yeah, paint oh, yeah, touches sure. getting some paint touches helps right getting some just, i'm absolutely okay with like a kick out to a three not right. like an isolation three and that's what was happening too much of it was like iso ball I'm like, what 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 happened yeah, the to biggest, the pace what happened to the, the flow the biggest strength, I actually tweeted this earlier, but it was like, these last two games have been beam team basketball. Yes. Kick out. DHO. Yes. You're doing the things that got you this moniker of the beam team that got you into the playoffs. And then suddenly in clutch time, that stretch, you just go completely away from it. And I'm sitting here with my head, with my head in my hands, just thinking what could have been, right? Like, you need to execute better on the stretch. You need to get back to structure. And I think the freedom thing has been great. It's worked out with Fox and Monk, but especially when they're going on a run, you need to get back to structure. And, and by the way, you say structure, problems. you say structure, right? But it, there's a lot of freedom within that structure. That, exactly. That's, that's the whole point of the Kings offense too. It's freedom within structure. Yep. Well, Pernille, I appreciate your perspective tonight, man. And uh, I'll see you Thursday at Kings uh, Pacers. Awesome. I'll see you on Thursday. Hopefully we don't do what we've done in the last two games. Oh, man. I know, I know. Thanks, dude. That's Pernil. Yeah. Uh, one, I appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. You know, Morgan, for those who are just joining us on the live stream, 
she is in concussion protocol. Seriously, she hit her head today and had a huge bump on her head, went and got checked out, um, and they said she has a concussion. So she missed the broadcast tonight in San Francisco last minute. She wasn't able to go down there and drive because, oh, she's got a concussion. So she's resting, and hopefully she's back with us coming up on Thursday's night chat, and hopefully it's after a win. Um, let's continue on and talk to some more people. Let's check in with one of my favorites from discord ASAP. What's up ASAP? What's up, man? How you feeling? (sighs) I mean, how do you think I'm feeling, man? I don't know. But what I was thinking, as soon as we lost, I was like, what's Monty McNair doing right now? And what I believe he's doing is I believe he's sitting in front of his nice, cozy fireplace with his hot cocoa. Yeah. No angels on the millions of dollars he's got from us. Okay. Just to be clear, ASAP, he was in Phoenix tonight watching the game. <laughs> okay. All right. My fault. But <laughs> all right, man. So what you're saying is I, you want to move. And here, can I just say this, ASAP? Because I, I, I think this is important to reference. Everyone wants to see some trades. They, everyone, there's rumors, reporters. They're they're coming up with a whole bunch of new stuff that you know we heard, heard the Siakam stuff with Indiana tonight. The reality is, a lot of times these trades don't happen until the deadline. I don't get it. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, get some deals done now. We have seen, I think, four trades, four or five trades since October. I think it's four, and the Kings made one of those. But that's it. There's all this talking, but no one's getting stuff done. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like if Monty really wanted to get a trade done, he would have done it when we got blown out by the Portland Trailblazers when Aiton and Simons were out. It's, I, I'm kind of worried that he's content. I, I don't with, think uh, so. I, I just don't. I mean, I, one, you don't just make trades just based off like one one game. You're like, oh, we got to do it now. You have to yeah. look at the big picture. You can't. If Monty was as emotional as some of us sometimes, this team, who knows what this team would look like? I mean, the reality is they have to be aggressive. You know, I think last trade deadline, I was like bummed that they didn't make any moves besides the Kessler Edwards move, but you kind of understood it. The Kings were surprising everybody in the league. It was like, oh, the things are good. Let's just see how this plays out. But I think this year, I think we all see the issues and you have a larger sample size from last year to the playoffs to now almost halfway through this season where you're like, they could use something a little different. I, I I don't even think that had to do with the last two games, though. You know, they played well enough the last two games, and they did not execute. And uh, Sabonis has been playing really good. He won me back, you know. He's been <laughs> really amazing, getting double-doubles almost every night. Uh, it's just, I don't I don't think he can, get, he can be moved back to power forward because the spacing. But... I would really like to see Kings go pursue a defensive power forward who can shoot. I know that's rare, and Keegan's playing really well. But I would like to see him go after someone like Herb Jones or something like that. But I just don't see the Pelicans. I mean, why would the Pelicans give him up? But well, the, the same yeah. names start coming up, right? It's like, is Jeremy Grant yeah. even available? I don't know. You know, Kuzma gets brought up a lot. We've heard the Siakam stuff. Um I don't know. And, and also, like, I we, we keep talking about defense, and I think that's important, too. But I, I think the last couple of games, it's offensive execution that's hurt them. And they have to be better offensively. Yeah, they do. Well, I'm going to let you go. But one more thing. Rest in peace, Heath. I haven't been on here since he passed away. Just wanted to say that. Yeah. I love you, buddy. And uh, thank you for having me on here, Deuce. You have a great night. ASAP. You're the best. ASAP, by the way, in our Discord... Doesn't, he's the, the the most bizarre guy ever. Then he gets on on the, this voice call, and he's like, hey, man, good to talk to you. Super rational, man. Cracks me up. <sighs> Tiki. What's up, Tiki fool? Hello, Deuce. How you doing tonight? What's up, man? Ah, uh, man, what a game. What a roller coaster of a game right there. Uh, it's up, and then it was down, but hey, it was a great game. You know, great offense, great defense. I thought I, th- I thought there was a lot of growth in this game. Okay, um, you, wait, wait, wait. Are you trolling me right now? No, I'm not trolling you. I really do think I I know we all get emotional on these things, and but I think we 
all do have to have perspective, right? And I think we said a lot of this last year. I think you said to have perspective and that this team is still going through growing pains. It I, is, I really do. but man, I mean. I know we want it. We want it, Deuce. I, I, Deuce, we want them to be consistent and win all the time and be like those top three teams, you know, or, or those other team, those other teams in the East, those great teams. But, you know, it took them time. And we, we see, like you said, we've seen up and downs with other with other um, organizations. Uh, but I think there was a lot of great things to pull out of these last couple games. A hundred percent. I, I will agree with you. There's been a lot of good, right? But you, you can't lose these last two, man. I mean, back to back too. And, and that's where, you know, it's, you're right. I say it all the time when they, when they win, I'm like, Hey, don't accept in victory what you wouldn't accept in defeat. But also, when you lose, even if it's a closer game, you can't ignore the execution in some of these games. And th- these are the details that matter if you are taking a jump, right? Like, we all want, okay, how do you go to that next level to be a great team? They're not there yet. And that's I'm fine with that, too, big picture-wise. But when you have control of a game, you have to close it out. Like, the, the, the fashion and way they, the way they've lost the last two games... This stuff doesn't happen often, right? We just we just talked about the stat. This is the first time since the bubble that a team has rallied back from 22 plus in the fourth quarter and win a game. You know, like that that, that stuff doesn't happen or when you're up 4 points with 18 seconds and you're missing free throws down the stretch, right? And a bad defensive play. You have to execute better in these moments. Yes, we, we have to. And I, I do completely yeah. agree with you and what you're saying. Um, but I think that this team has showed us enough where they showed us who they are at this point of the season. Um, and, they, and they really haven't. And what they also have shown is when they get hit, it's really hard for them to come back into a game. And, and I mean that when they're down and I mean that when they're up as well. Um, and they've showed us that time and time again. And I feel like they it, – and it's that – you, you say a lot, that dog, that umph. They, I feel like they don't have this auxiliary, this auxiliary energy or motivation coming from la- like last year's run. This is the growing pain I'm talking about. This is the, 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 the turnovers. You know, I know we're talking about a lot of rotations. We're talking a lot about you know, uh, um, what they're supposed to do down the stretch, getting into their system. But man, this is a lot of fixable things. Turnovers. The Suns' defense too. I feel like we're not giving enough credit to the Suns' defense there at the end as well. They had them fumbling. Yeah. No, they did, and I think we talked about that. that that small lineup, and I thought Durant. You know, they go small, and we say small because we're talking about like girth a little bit. KD's at the five. KD's a big. You know, he's a long guy, and he, although maybe slender, he's pretty strong. Right, like he he'll get into it. And I thought he did a great job playing physical with Sabonis, and they were bringing over good help. They were rotating perfectly, but they just got even better and better as the Kings made mistake after mistake. You, they just got more amped up, and you you could just see the momentum completely shift to Phoenix, and the Kings just shrink. So you're right. There were some good defensive moments for sure, but I think the Kings let them off the hook a bit. And that's what happens where we were just talking out with Pernil. Just just run your stuff. Like I don't care that the clock says 4.30 to go. Bring the ball up with some pace. Get into your early offense. I'm not saying you need to take it to the rack like you're doing its fast break, but get into your early offense. That's where you had success. And if you lose that way, I can respect it. I can respect it. It's like, hey, we ran our stuff. We missed shots down the stretch. Okay, would I, I'd still be upset. But you know what I mean? Like, But run what got you the lead. Don't go away from that. And then, you know, that that's that's where you leave tonight, just shaking your head. Yeah. And, again, I, I just really want to I, – I see a lot of people in the chat, too. They're, they're, yeah. they're really crapping on Mike Brown. I, I don't think this is totally again like you and you've said it this, this whole podcast and you've said it before. I don't think this is totally on Mike Brown. I think this is on the De'Aaron. Uh, I think this is on uh, Domantas that leadership. You know, there, there's how many field goal attempts did we get in the last uh, five minutes? Um, it, it, it just it it that that it's just unacceptable. You know, especially th- those two guys, the turnovers. Um, 
But I felt like, again, the, the rotations today was there, – there's something positive. The rotations were great. Keegan, wow. Len, Herter, Vezzi, they, they, they brought it today. I, I'm glad you're bringing up some of the good because you're right. There were some good things tonight. I love seeing Sasha get more comfortable out there, show what he can do. I felt like he gave the Kings a nice lift tonight. Um, yeah, um, Trey Lyles is good. I, I'm really happy for Kevin Herter because I, I've said it all year. Kevin is a much better player than how he's been playing this year. And to see him out there be that active, play with more confidence, that made me really excited. It's a bonus with another triple-double. I thought Keegan off the injury. That guy was competing his ass off too, playing some really good basketball. And that's where I go, how do you only get one shot in the quarter, the fourth quarter? That kills me. Um, but, yeah. I, I appreciate you checking in, man. Thanks for the perspective. No problem. And, and thank you so much. You know, I, I've been listening, you know, honestly, fairly soon, fairly recently here. And, you know, you, you guys are always on top of it. You're consistent. I mean, you're here tonight, even without Mo. Uh, and then, you know, I, I do wish Mo the best. And, you know, thank you for what you do. You, you guys really do some great stuff. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for checking us out. Spread the word, man. Thank you. Bye. Have a great bye. bye, bye, bye. You mentioned the last five minutes of the game. I'm looking back at the, the the chart here. My goodness, man. It's really tough to look at. Kings were up 112-94 with 537 to go, man. 537 to go. You had Fox miss at that point. Man. Beal scores. Sabonis, one of two at the line. Allen hits a three, cuts it to 113.99. Monk turnover, Durant dunk. It's 113.101. Timeout. Out of the timeout, Fox turnover, Durant three. It's down to nine. Next play, Barnes, offensive foul. Mm. Then it's 113.104, to go. Brown goes with that small lineup. They take some bonus out, right? Durant misses a three. Fox misses a layup. Grayson Allen with a tremendous block. Beal dunk transition. My God. So it's 113-106 with 316 to go. Fox misses a three. Durant blocked it. 239 to go. Blocks it. Then Durant comes back and buries a three. At that moment, I'm going, is this really happening? It's 113-109. Sabonis answered with a layup. All right. You can breathe. It's 115-109. Turnover Beal. Great. He stepped out of bounds. Good defense by Malik Monk on the baseline. Then Monk has a turnover. Gordon, three. It's 115-112 with a minute 27 to go. Monk misses a three. Keegan, great offensive rebound. Fox misses a three. Gordon comes down and buries a three. We're tied 115, 115, 45.4 to go. Fox misses a jumper, and then Sabonis is called for uh, a loose ball foul. So Durant goes to the line, and then boom, they got the lead. They end up scoring <laughs> that those those final points. 115, uh, Durant hits 2-2 two two at the line. It goes to the line again. 119, 117. Mm. Just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Make sure you're, if you're in the chat, hit the thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed. We appreciate you guys being here. It's hard to look back at that recap and see what went down. Um, Let's check in next with Manny. What's up, Manny? Manny, welcome into night chat. You're on with Deuce. Are you there or did you fall asleep? Manny going once, going twice, put you back in the lobby. All right, who's next? Who am I talking to on night chat? All I see is the letter C. Oh, oh they have video. Oh, you know what? Sometimes we need this. Is that who I think it is, Nick? Hello? What are you doing? Is that you, Nick? Yes. I don't see your face, man. This is, Okay. This is what I see, Nick, a green screen. Okay, what's what's going on, Nick? How are you feeling tonight? How are you? 
Not good. It was not a fun game, Nick. No, we got to play better. What happened? We lost. We should have. We should have won. So how do how do you move on from here? What well, what's your message to the team? You got to play better defense. What about the offense? You got to play on the offense. <laughs> offense. All right. Anything else, Nick? What, what else? I is do want to say, hey, douche, can you buy me a pizza on the AT at the game? I'll think about it. Hey, where, where's Morgan at? She hit her head. She has a concussion, so she's not here tonight. Well, how, how did she hit her head? Being clumsy. Really? Yeah. I'll tell her you said hi, though. Is she okay? She'll be all right. She was on here earlier. Is she in the hot? Was she, did she go to doctor? She, she did. She did. All right, Where Nick. Did she has Where a concussion. She has a concussion. All right, Nick. Hey, we got some other people we got to get to, all right? Sleep, sleep dreams. Sleep beams. Bye. There's Nick. Uh, I love it. Nick's like, all right, let's get down to business. Can you just buy me a piece of pizza? Oh, my God. Let's go try Manny one more time. What's up, Manny? Are you there this time? I am there. Uh, what's up, dude? What's, what's on your mind tonight? Make me feel better. Or if you don't want to, it's okay, too. No, I think I've, I've th- watching this game, right, for like basically for three quarters. Everything looked great, almost like Milwaukee. The falter. I, I look at it more. I'm trying to look at it as a glass half full type of thing, where it's like, look, last year was great. That was last year. This year, obviously, there's been some more uh, thorns on the side. Things have happened. I think it's the some of the guys on the team learning to play from the winning perspective instead of always being the underdog. Now you got teams gunning for you. Everybody knows you're good. It's not like they're not good. Is this what we want to see? No, it's obviously not. But I am not. The whole world is crumbling. Sky is falling. I'm not there. I'm just not there. I I, I see like stuff in the chat talking about like the ridiculousness of calling Mike Brown a clown or Fox is soft. And it's like you're going. You're you're doing a warrior spaces thing. Don't do that. <laughs> don't be. Don't be the warrior spaces. Yeah. Like everything isn't crumbling totally. Like there are things that this team needs to be, that need to be addressed on this team. Yes. Is it going to happen like everybody wants by trading deadline? My first initial thought is no, it's probably not. You might see a couple small moves, but if you're expecting anything big, that's probably not going to come into the off season. That just is what it is. But they just said on TNT too, like, right, you like you have to start looking at things like enjoy what's there. Yes, it hurts, dudes. I know it hurts. I know, especially for somebody like you that's been through this for like um since you were a youth. It hurts to see this, especially after last year. But the core is there, that there's a good core to this team. Manny, here's my thing. Like it's I was talking to the, to Jason Ross about this. I think too many times we have been approaching this, and I, I think this is in a lot of NBA markets, you know, some of the discourse that's online is like, mm-hmm. you're approaching an 82-game season like an NFL season where every every game is like life or death. Like, look, yes. can the Kings come back? Yes. I, I When I'm talking about this team right now, I, I'm frustrated, specifically the last two games, because they played some of their best basketball. You know, you mm-hmm. just talk about the Milwaukee game, and then tonight I'm like, Wait, so when you play well, you you don't close these ones out? Like th- that's right. what it, that's what hurts so bad to me, you know? And so yeah, big picture wise, look, there's a lot I I liked about tonight too. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's hard to get to that next point, you know? And I, I think everyone wants yeah. so bad for this team to keep growing from last year and you know, you you see the glimpses and then you just see games where you're like, "Wait, you're losing by a ton." You know? Right. Like and there's four quarters to a season, right? Basically, there's four quarters to the season. And uh, we're not at the halfway mark yet, so there's a lot of time uh-huh. to grow. And you you say that. Make... You know, next game is actually the halfway point. <laughs> we're 41 games really? in. Yeah, game 41. Right. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It is. 
and again, I, like I've said it before, like I think at the end of all this, at the end of this journey, a lot of these players aren't, you know, in the second unit aren't going to be there. It's going to be interchangeable parts. Um, but I think like the core four, those are the ones that really need to learn from games like this, like the De'Aaron's, the Sabonis, Keegan, Monk, like there's room for growth on from all four of them in situations like this. Because at the end of the day, you can blame, I understand the blaming of Brown and a couple of questionable things he did at the end of that, but there were good enough players out there to right the ship. Yes, I agree. And that's up to them at that point. That Mike can only do so much. Yes, you know, I understand there was, even if, even if you could say Mike started the down road, downward spiral, I don't care. The players are out there. They're, they're more than capable of riding the ship. It's on them, and they need to learn that it's on them. This is a new thing for a lot of them, especially like Fox, and like especially for Fox. Like he really hasn't been in the position of being on a winning team ever, as far as in the NBA. This is the first time he's leading. You know, other than last year, got over that hump, but he's leading a team that's expected to win. There's things that come with that. He'll be fine. They'll be fine. I'm not saying you can't be irritated. You can't be mad, but let's not jump the ship. Right. I'm with you. That's all. Manny, appreciate your perspective, man. Thanks, dude. There's Manny. Also, some super chats. Hopefully, I'm saying this name right. It starts with a J. I'll just say J. Uh, Just my opinion, but... Want your thoughts, Deuce. Monk has earned his minutes and trust from coach. That's why he didn't get pulled tonight, but this still hurts. Yeah, and, I, you know, I I understand that, too. Like, you, you do want to show trust in your guys that they're going to go out there and do the right thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it was just really bad execution. I mean, two games in a row, and that's where you really feel it. You know, it's, it's, and it's, you know, it's against, it would have been two great road wins. You know, all of a sudden we're on here talking about a four and one road trip. Just think about what we'd be talking about with this team. If they handled Milwaukee, a team that was playing pretty good basketball at home or tonight, it's like, Hey man, the Suns had won seven of 10 first time seeing their so-called big three and Kings put on a show. Like I was even going thinking about it when the lead was evaporating. I'm like, yeah, but if you just escape with a win, cool. Like I'll, I'll take this road trip. But when you look at how this road trip unfolded, right? You were down big to the Pistons. You absolutely hammered them down the stretch after the second quarter. Then you take care of business against the Hornets. Get absolutely shredded by a shorthanded Sixers team. The response against Milwaukee was there. You think maybe you're turning the corner. Your coach gets ejected. He's all fired up. You had that game under wraps. It falls apart. Okay, how are you going to respond? I thought if we're going positive for a second, the way the Kings came out tonight was so fun. Man, I I was just thought they were flying around defensively. I thought Herter jumped out immediately. Just the way he was rotating defensively, active hands. Durant went to throw a pass to the corner of the booker. Who was there? Long-ass Kevin Herter there. Boom, bucket. They were getting out in transition. Make or miss, it didn't matter. The ball was whipping around. And, of course, everything looks a little better when you're knocking down shots. But at the end of the first quarter, this team had a season-high 15 assists in one turnover. They had 15 assists on 17 made shots. That's tremendous basketball. I want to look in the fourth quarter What when they weren't playing well. The Kings had four assists on eight makes in, in the fourth, you know. And the guys who made shots in that fourth quarter, Sasha made one of one, Monk one of six, Fox three of six, Sabonis two of two, Murray one of one. Barnes did not take a shot when he was in there in 7-10. Herter was only in there 318, did not take a shot. Lyles did not take a shot in his 450. And then Len played a minute 43. So ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. But yes, it's you feel this more than some of the other like I think there's some fans who watch games sometimes and they they see what's happening with this team in these blowouts. And it's just like, oh, what is happening? But I think when you have games like this, you're more locked in. You're feeling it. You're, you, it's a win. And then it falls apart. Ouch. 
Just absolutely ouch. Um, I don't know how, but the live stream just died on me. Good thing I have the audio. Anyway, this is probably a good time to wrap it up then. We appreciate everyone joining us. Morgan will hopefully be back on Thursday. We love you guys, but we got to go. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.